Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Domesticated Dude podcast. I'm Logan, your host on this journey. This podcast came out of an idea for me to just spend more time with my friends. It's a way for us to document our lives as guys in our 30s, to talk about what we've learned from life lessons, how we're trying to do better, and, and overall just what's important to us, what's, what's going on in our lives, and, and how, how people can relate to that. I think this is a good way to, to share that information. The first guest I have on for you is my buddy Reed. He lives in Alaska where I was born and raised. Uh, we met during spring break one year while we were in college and uh, it turned out that I didn't like the drink that I made myself and I turned around and I handed it to Reed and he chugged it right there in front of my face. I knew from that point on we were going to be friends and we have been. We've been best friends ever since. He was in my wedding, I was in his wedding, we got married a couple of months apart. So it's really cool to be able to compare our journeys of, of how we become domesticated or how we haven't become domesticated in a lot of ways. So from this first episode, it just kind of sets the tone for what you're going to hear on this podcast. A lot of funny stories, some personal stories, but I hope it's stuff that you can relate to and, and take back and kind of learn from, or at least at the very least be entertained. So here's episode number one of the Domesticated Dude podcast. Thanks for listening. We met in college uh, over a glass of alcohol that I thought was too strong, and he just stood there and chugged it right in front of me, and that was the beginning of our friendship, and uh, ever since <laughs> then, I have uh, kind of admired his prowess for uh, for boozing, and uh, it's, also, it's also really cool. We kind of, well, we went to school together, and then we got married. We ended up getting married a couple months apart, so we have a lot of similar stories that we can tell each other and, and just how we've grown through that. But I wanted to bring him on today because when I was telling him about this project, he had a really good analogy for me. And I think it's, I think it's worth sharing. Reed, when I told you that I was going to create a podcast called the domesticated dude, you fired right back at me and you told me, Hey, so it's going to be about this, right? What, what were you talking about there? Uh, not shitting the house. Can not you, shitting the house. Can you please elaborate on that for me? Well, so uh, sort of an analogy with the dog, right? When you potty train a dog, the intent is, all right, I don't want this beast to shit indoors anymore. I get him potty trained. Well, you got to potty train as a man too, whether that's at work, at home, with your boys, with your prospective partners, whoever. You got to learn how to not shit the house and if you don't learn how to not shit the house you're not gonna have friends and you damn sure aren't gonna find any uh of the opposite sex that will find you remotely interesting or the same sex if that's what you're into. Oh, or, or this, yeah. this is not a judging <laughs> this is not a place of judgment <laughs> well, we just, I, I actually, I, well to be fair i would say probably that at least uh other dudes would probably be a little bit cooler about like pissing on the seat rim but certainly uh that shit probably won't fly for very long I'll give you that. So when you when you say learning how to not shit in the house, is this something that you have to learn like after you're in a relationship, or is this something that you should start learning before you get into that relationship, before you're ready, if you will, to 
to be in a committed relationship? Or is this something that you just uh, need to know skills you need to know just as, as a person in general? Oh, well, I would say, I mean, best case scenario, you would, um, you would learn this prior to commitments, whether that be work, uh, love or whatever. Uh, now having said that, um, speaking of shitting the house, I shit the house today, actually. Uh, so my wife, we just got, uh, my dog, Frank, who's a hundred pound black lab, um, neutered and, uh, Ashley, uh, you know, just like a wife might do casually mentioned that Frank looked like he was getting fat. And for whatever reason, (laughs) my immediate reaction to my wife saying my dog was getting fat by the way, she was on her way out the door to go work out, uh, was to say, well, you're fat. <laughs> she said that Frank's getting fat. I said, you're getting fat. And I uh, immediately <laughs> regretted everything that came out at that point and will probably regretting that for, I don't know, two, three weeks. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that right now. <laughs> so, so I guess what I'm saying is learning to not shit the uh, house is a work in progress it may take years nay decades to learn i'm this this is a this is a top skill that um you (laughs) you have to hone like a knife i mean this is not something you just walk into oh i'm gonna not shit the house takes years takes practice i think i think think it's something (laughs) where when your priorities start to shift maybe after that college maybe after that college time getting into actually becoming an adult and a uh, person of society, a person who is valuable to society, whether that's holding down a job or whatever you do. I think, I think when your priorities start to change, you are less tempted to shit in the house. And so it kind of evolves naturally. Like you, what's important to you when you're in college and maybe those first couple years out of college, maybe are not as important to you as you start to get older, start to get your shit together, you know, um, going out, drinking all the time, whatever you want to keep a clean house. So you learn how to clean and, and that impresses people and people want to be around you because you're clean and tidy and you have your, have your stuff together. I think it's something that you kind of learn over time. Would you, would you agree with that? Not only do you learn it over time, uh, to the point, uh, and actually, uh, to finish my story, uh, the domestication and process, the uh, learning to not shit the bed, as soon as those fateful words flew out of my face, I immediately knew that that was not a funny clapback. Well, actually, I wouldn't say that. It was still funny as shit to me. Uh, however, um, I knew that I had stepped in something that I did not really want to step in and immediately uh, profusely apologized and made sure that my wife knew that I was in fact just kidding, uh, because that is smoke I don't want. How did you How did you do that? If she was on her way out the door, how did you apologize to her? I immediately stood up and ran towards the door, <laughs> blew it open, <laughs> gra- <laughs> grabbed grabbed the car door before she could fly out of the driveway and said, "Babe, I was just joking. It, it was a funny clap back, and that's all that was." And she sort of gave me the, mm-hmm, we'll, we'll see about how funny that was, motherfucker. So I know that uh, I definitely stepped in it. But like I say, that's part of the process. You know, I've, uh, I know that that was, while, while 
you know, I maybe maybe most people wouldn't even think that was a funny clapback. But I I had Frank's back. I mean, I'm not just like sitting here talk shit about my dog. So, um, yeah, you know, that's part of that process is like, okay, uh, maybe I fucked up here. I got to make this right. Especially, especially when it comes to wives, but with friends and at work too. You know, if you you hang out with a coworker to dry, and um, they take the heat for you, you have to, you know, come back and make that right, whether um, or not that's through apology, picking up the workload the next time, or or whatever that may be. You you got to make things right. Always got to make things right. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to, you don't want to throw people under the bus. You know, it's, it's one of those things about taking ownership for your shit. Uh, like you did with your wife, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you, (laughs) you at least let them know that I acknowledge what I said or what I did was not good. But the biggest thing is you're probably not going to do that again for a while. You're probably not going to tell your wife that for a very long time. If ever, you probably never tell her that again. Because you yeah, know actually, that's terrible. I, <laughs> I I legitimately think that it might have been the first time that I've ever uh, said anything about my wife's weight or, or 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 figure or anything like that in an even remotely demeaning way. But like I think what really killed me on this one, if I am in fact in trouble, which I'm assuming I am. Yeah, that's uh, a fair assumption. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would say so. But but what made it such a poor time to fit is she's literally on her way to working out you know what i mean like i <laughs> frank's getting fat you're getting fat uh oops shit <laughs> so what what happens along the way to where you knew like you knew that was wrong because back in college you may not have had the same alert system in your in your mind. So what what changes well, there, and and how does that how does that affect your your uh, relationship? So I think um, fortunately, when it comes to dealing with other men, uh, dudes sort of have a you know whether it's a code, a feeling, or whatever. We sort of know where we step a line over with a friend, you know. Um, me and you have had uh, step overs across lines, and um, I won't go too far into that this this time. That's but a whole I, other you know, episode. To, to, to pay me back, you wanted to take me to a strip club, which I thought was mighty nice of you. But uh, you know, I I knew pretty quick that I had uh, fucking shit the house when my wife gave me a death look on her way out the door. It, not much needed to be said, really. <laughs> That's fair, absolutely fair. So with the whole theme of not shitting in the house and being domesticated or not being domesticated, you know, this, this whole podcast was, was built as an idea to share how, what we've learned from, from our mess ups and how other people can learn from us. And, you know, obviously we are not experts in anything by any means. So please do not take what we say as gospel or anything like that. We're just trying to share our experiences. And one thing that I've noticed a lot, um, as I've gotten older and, you know, we can, we can talk about how much we used to drink in our, in our college days and whatever. But one thing that's really changed for me is getting joy from doing dishes and cooking. 
And those two things, doing dishes, it was a no-go. Absolute no-go for me. Um, I, didn't, I wouldn't care if they piled up in the sink for a week or two when I was in school. Like It, it didn't matter to me. But now I know that I need to keep the kitchen clean so that I can continue making things in the kitchen and continue making delicious, um, delicious things instead of just putting something in the microwave from a box and calling it dinner. Has something like that changed for you? Have you been able to do more cooking and, and that type of thing now that you're out of school and um, in a relationship well, and, and all that? I, I've actually always enjoyed cooking uh, because I prefer the food I make to the food that most people make. So it was never an issue for me to cook. It was always an issue for me to clean. And um, more so now than ever, I would say that, you know, cleaning is actually like a priority. Now, whether now this is the nice thing about having a kid is he's old enough to do some dishes and some some like menial chores. Like I would never ask him to mow the lawn yet. You know, there's a maturity level there. But um he he's at a point where I can sort of lean on him a little bit for, like I say, easy things, you know, like he does the dishes one day, he does the bathroom the next day, something like that. You know, it's, it's never like big stuff. Uh, but having a clean house that a, you know, like I don't, I don't feel embarrassment like my mom and my wife did. Like, I don't, I don't really understand why uh, women seem to think that a house needs to look like it isn't lived in for people to come over. But like knowing that, the house is in, in a state that if somebody does pop by, you know, Ashley's not going to like look at me at some point like, dude, this this place sucks. That is a sense of fulfillment there. Not only it's nice to live in a clean house, and you know, uh, a lot of times I'm the one with the most opportunity to clean uh, when I'm at home because I'm at home. You know, if 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 I'm up at work, obviously I'm not the one doing the cleaning, but um, the, the, uh, I don't know if it's pride, but for sure there's a sense of, yeah, I did that and it looks nice in here. Yeah. It's that instant gratification that you, you are responsible for making the house and the kitchen look nice. So then when your wife comes home or your significant other, or your, you know, just friends come over and they say, Oh, this is a nice place. You cleaned it up real nice you're like fucking right i did i did that you know i did that shit it's uh it it is a sense of pride it's like uh it's like having having a nicely mowed lawn especially when you live on a busy street like i do and i i'm the worst at this because i don't i don't mow the lawn a lot my wife actually mows the lawn more than i do in the summertime which is i always (laughs) feel bad i always feel really bad because i'll come home from work and she'll be out there mowing the lawn i'm just like I told you I would do that. Like, well, I just wanted to, but it's that, it's that sense of pride. You know, it's that like, Hey, I, I chipped in. I, I participated in this partnership today. And I, I, I think that's kind of a, a takeoff from where we used to be. And I just think, I just find that really interesting. I think a lot of it too, is that we actually have funds to, um, be able to cook these nice, nicer meals and to do these other things that, than what we did in college because our priorities were, hey, uh, how much booze can we buy with that amount of money? And the food just kind of took a back seat. Yeah, I've got 20 bucks. That's a, that's a 30 rack or spaghetti. 
Oh, 30 Rack for sure. Speaking of uh, drinking, by the way, these fucking seltzer water drinks, like, I don't, I don't condone, and I can't abide. Right now, I, I lied to you earlier when I said I was drinking Black Claws. I would actually say that these, if possible, are even lower on the scale of, oh, that's a cool thing that you could be drinking, Reed. I'm drinking a Bon and Vive Lemon Lime, and this is actually the third one I've had since we've <laughs> we wow. started texting. Nice. <laughs> All right. Good enough. But but uh, even to that point, man, that's that's another thing that's sort of like as you age, you like, uh, you know, I can't do this, you know, kind of shit anymore. Man, I get drunk so easily now. And the worst part is, is you think that at some point I would have been like, OK, well, the last time I did this, I felt terrible afterwards. So I need to be careful about how much I drink. Well, I get that thought usually when it's way too late. So I'm still working on that. But um, I don't yeah, know. Man. I don't know if we ever have a right answer for that. I mean, there's there's always a point where you're like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm drinking tonight. This is happening. I'll deal with the repercussions tomorrow." There are times where you just you know you're in a safe place. You don't have to go anywhere. You're with your buddies or your your wife or you know whoever, and you're like. Uh, just keep them coming, man. Just keep the wine coming. I don't care. Like just I'm doing it right now. But then the next morning is God awful. It's terrible. You're like, I'm never doing this again. And I will say that the time in between I'm not doing this again now is much longer as it should be than when it was when we were in school, because that would be like a daily occurrence. We'd wake up and be like, Oh, I'm not doing this shit again. Next day, three o'clock, we start popping open the beer or start start drinking. Uh, I, I'm gonna have you stop right there. I don't know who you're trying to fool here. Uh, not the next day. Later that day, we'd start <laughs> start again. <laughs> I can't argue with you there. I was just trying to be. I was just trying to be a little bit better. You know. I guess. I guess not. Yes, you to, you're right. You have to properly represent yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, that didn't work. But I mean, it's it's just one of those things where like drinking now is more of like just this more of a social thing. Like I, I like to do it. I like to have some beers or have some drinks, you know, when, I, when I'm with my buddies or I'll have a glass of wine with my wife and just it just relaxes you a little bit. I, I'm not using that as an excuse by any means, but I'm just saying like I'm not drinking to get drunk now. I'm drinking to be social and just be part of the group. Yeah, generally speaking, I would say that uh, most times at this point in my life, I'm not drinking for the intent of, you know, uh, I'm going to put on some Tech 9, let's get fucked up. Uh, now, having said that, literally my plan for tonight is to get fucked up because uh, <laughs> I, I go to work on Friday and uh, it'll be a long time since I get to do it again. So better enjoy while I can. Uh, but that's generally not my move. You know, like just like you say, I I do it to be social. Or you know, what's really strange, and I, if you'd asked me at nineteen if I would ever drink a beer because I like beer, I would I would laugh at you. Uh, but I had a beer today with with lunch, and it was delightful. The you know I had a heft, and like it it paired perfectly with what I was eating. Yeah, I mean it is it's a perfect compliment. It's like drinking a glass of wine with a nice dinner. You know, they just they just go together, and there's that feeling that you get when you're doing it. 
that, yeah, I like the taste of this. It goes down smooth. Maybe it gives me a little bit of a tingle, whatever. Hey, man, that's all right. Have that little tingle. It's okay. You deserve it. You know, what's really funny, too, is, uh, you know, I would certainly uh, not say that um, I ever had the greatest of of drinking habits, but I I certainly never thought I had the worst. What is strange to me uh, with, you know, becoming a, a, I'm not going to say like a upstanding citizen, but like I'm a taxpayer. Hey, (laughs) congrats. (laughs) I would say I'm a taxpayer. So anyways, what I was going to say is, is, you know, like um, now I'm so afraid of like driving with even the remotest amount of uh, alcohol on my breath that like I won't have more than one beer at dinner. I won't have more, more than one beer and, and drive somewhere because it's, it's not worth it. I mean, you know, uh, not for me personally as a uh, truck driver and equipment operator, but like especially especially me. But, you know. For a lot of people, man, uh, a Dewey is so expensive, not to mention, like, you know, the implications and possible ramifications of a DUI. I mean, at best case scenario, you fuck yourself up. But I mean, like, you know, those things weigh on my mind now. It's like, who the fuck, <laughs> who the fuck am I? <laughs> who, who am I thinking about my future? What is what is yeah, happening right. here? What is this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bizarre thing, you know. Even shit, six years ago, I wasn't thinking like that. I I, I do think a lot of my maturization uh, comes from Ashley for sure. Yeah, I would agree. I, I'd say being married or in a in a relationship really kind of helps spur on that that desire to be better and to think about not just yourself but how your actions affect other people and and all of that. I think that's a huge part of it. Uh, I will say, however. I think that also goes into um, like being with a mature person yourself. If you're with like some little girl or little boy, I suppose that's, that's not going to change in you. But like, if you're with a grown ass woman, like, you know, um, my wife being a nurse and uh, uh, aspiring to be a nurse at the time when we first got it together. And I mean, one of the hardest workers I've ever known that really, you know, impressed upon me that, I didn't have time to be fucking around, you know, like I do think that, you know, if I was a 19 or 21 year old kid chasing around 18 year old girls, that probably wouldn't be my, you know, my thought process. But having a grown ass adult as a partner definitely sobers you up to what it is that you need to be doing. I mean, I think that's a big, a big change, too. You know, like uh, there was a time that uh, what I was looking for in a partner was uh, far different than what I found in my partner, i.e. quick, easy, or, <laughs> or somebody I think I can <laughs> grow a life with, you know, I mean, like that, those are two big different things. You know, if, if what you're doing is, uh, uh, poking around to have fun, that's, that's not really like, that's not making, sustainable. Yeah. It's... Right. It's, it, 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 it's, it's not only not sustainable, it's, it's, it's really not the, the move. Um, yeah, it's it, it's um, there's it's crazy how far, far I've come. Of course, if you ask my wife, she'd be like, oh, "This motherfucker's the exact same dude I met six years ago." Well, yeah, at your core, you are, but you are also more mature. You have a lot more responsibilities. Uh, 
Um, you know, we, we joke all the time that our wives would be just, they would be despise they would despise us if they met us when we were in college. Like it was just a uh, no go. Absolutely no go. Yeah. There, there's a 0% chance that, uh, my wife would like 19 year old me. There's a 0% chance. Yeah. Not yeah. even like a, um, Oh, he's cute. There'd be not even that. I'm confident of that. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think Sarah would be like, eh, <laughs> no, thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. You can just go take a seat over there with the rest of them. <laughs> so you were telling me we we're talking about we were talking about drinking a little bit. You said that you were gonna be drinking pretty hard tonight, so I gotta ask you, how many more seltzer waters do you have <laughs> around the house <laughs> that you are gonna chug or shotgun? Oh, dude, these things are fucking terrible. I do not know how these are like a uh well actually i do know how they're a phenomenon uh, yeah you know exactly why they're a phenomenon. Yeah, I, I i know who who enjoys these things and i know why they're in my house um fortunately uh there's only like four or five left so that's good uh that's also not what i intend on uh, drinking tonight uh probably for the second uh nbc game tonight i'll uh hockey game i'll probably pick up a bottle for me and my brother-in-law to sip on. Uh, but yeah, this there by no means is this something that dude, I could not even imagine getting shit faced off of fucking seltzer waters, but hard or otherwise. Oh the, my God. Those are at least like 6%, right? Uh, I don't even know. if that, I mean, I, I, I would, um, I don't want to rep- misrepresent these things and make them seem more studly. Let's see. Um, 4.5. Okay, that's not bad. That's a that's a mid range beer. That's, I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, the difference between like drinking four or five or six beers and being like, yeah, I just drank six beers with the boys and drinking <laughs> six seltzer waters <laughs> while you're sitting at home watching a hockey game. I bet your stomach <laughs> will feel better though. Oh no, actually, quite the opposite. Right now, my stomach is reeling. If uh, if we weren't on this uh, this uh, podcast mode right now i would most certainly be next to the toilet right now oh well I am, uh, thanks for thanks for the image of that yeah. hey look hey we're, we're, i'm with the boys right now we might be over the telephone right now but i'm with the boys this okay is, this is well, this is boys talk there you go there you have it so besides seltzer waters and you mentioned that you like to <laughs> drink a little bit of a beer from now and then i know you i know you're into scotch you like the scotch but you like the scotch. You were telling me the other day about a party that you went to with a bunch of Bro. fucking twenty-year-olds, and they were all playing drinking games, and you were old man River in the corner, giving it a, a good, a good go. But overall, you just, you just didn't have it. You just didn't have it like you used to. What, what changed there? What happened? Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to clarify: these weren't like twenty-year-olds. They were like late 20s early 30s i mean give me some fucking credit um that's just bad memory yeah. on my part <laughs> and and unfortunately you know if i was old man river in the corner that would have actually got a lot better for me because then people would have known what a piece of fucking shit i am actually i kept involving myself in all these drinking games because there was a time in my life and this could be verified by hundreds of now 30 year old people probably more like thousands of now 30 year old alaska lights or people who've been in alaska for any amount of time i used to be a game master 
Hit me with a beer game. Hit me with a drinking game. I'm your teammate. You want this. And I was telling all these people, I was like, oh, dude, drinking games? Let's fucking go. Uh, false, turns out. False. <laughs> Not only false, I actually was a liability. I wasn't, I wasn't even just like the guy who was like, couldn't hold his shit. I was actually a liability. Like, uh, at one point, uh, my, my brother-in-law and me were playing beer pong. And, you know, I had told this guy about, you know, back in the day, dude, we would run tables all night. And it was, you know, on me. Like, I'm the guy for the fucking beer pong. No doubt about it. I got your back. We're going to win all night. We're going to run this table. I made one fucking cup. I made one fucking cup. Do you have any idea how embarrassing it is? Regardless of the fact that I was talking shit all night. Oh, my God. I think that's God. the worst for- part. That's oh, the worst part. You're talking yourself up so much. No, and this is the thing is I've been talking myself up for years because, like, <laughs> it wasn't just night. It was fucking years I've been telling this dude because, like, you know, me and him would, you know, hit a bottle every once in a while. But me and him, like, don't party together because, you know, he, he, he is a single still not 30 year old man so like you know i don't fucking want to hang out with him and his friends like i like him and his friends are all right too but like i'm not doing single guy shit anymore like going to, i haven't been to a bar like an actual bar uh in a while uh, i think the last time i was at a bar was last january or actually maybe this february uh i was down fishing uh but suffice to say i don't even do that shit anymore i don't want to fucking go out so you know this guy has heard for years about it. dude i'm a fucking <laughs> baller like all you need to do is get that ball in my hand we're gonna make it rain and dude i fucking shit the bed i mean it was embarrassing fortunately in my defense like in all the games that we played we were playing like flip cup and shit like this like i would i would drink my share and most of my team share to sort of like sargas and this isn't usually like this but, dude, I mean, like, everything we did. So after the fucking uh, beer pong incident, uh, somebody had mentioned um, playing flip cup. And so the first thing I did after shitting the bed on, like, the first five games, I was like, okay, I know how to fucking play flip cup, but I'm going to reacquaint myself with the flippies and the cuppies. So I walked over, got a couple cups out, got a ping pong ball, and started flipping. And I'm talking, I was hitting it. And, oh, everybody was like, holy <laughs> shit, look at Rico. I'd fucking flip the thing first try. I'd make the ball first try. Everybody was like, I mean, I legitimately had people going like, okay, this is Reed's game. This is the one. We're about to see it. Let's see it. Dude, we start playing. My team is dog shit. We're, we're behind. And it gets to me finally. I'm the ringer, by the way. They decided that I would be the ringer based on my uh, my conduct on the flipping. I mean, that's I was I was looking pretty good. I will say I was looking pretty goddamn good. Everybody was like, we'll have Reed be the ringer. I was like, I don't know about that, but <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so it gets to me. Fortunately, we already lost, but of course, it was like the first cup I missed all night. But of course, it was on me to make a cup, and I fuck it right up. Dude, I'm, I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost of what I used to be, and it's a fucking joke. I mean, like, 19-year-old Reed would be so disappointed. And, like, I, that doesn't hurt my feelings that, that 19-year-old myself would be embarrassed to be the shitty old man that I am now. But uh, it is most certainly the case. I mean, like I, I was shocked. I don't shocked. think I don't think you should be embarrassed by that. I think you, I think it just like opens our eyes to say, you know, maybe maybe that's not our bag anymore. <clears throat> you know, maybe we're better off sitting by sitting by a fire, a glass of whiskey or glass of scotch, and just sipping. And just there is a zero, there is a zero percent chance that nineteen year old Reed would have said that. 
at any point. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. I'm just saying, like, right now, 32-year-old oh, yeah. Reed is is way cool with hanging out by the fire, hanging out on the couch or in a house and just just hanging out, man. Just just hanging. Like, I, I haven't played a drinking game, at least a, a skill game. I've played, like, card games and, and whatnot. Those are a little bit easier. But, like, beer pong or even just shotgunning beers, that's a uh, – I, I won't go near that stuff, man. I – I've learned my lesson too many times and it's just not a good fit for well, me. Well, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying and it actually sounds really good. Uh, but like I, I'm holding on to shotgun uh, with, with, for my dear life. Cause it's literally all the fucking thing I have. It's Why? the only thing. It's the only thing I still have is I could, I could, I could still shotgun a beer like nobody's business. I don't think since I moved back to Alaska from Montana, uh, when I was in college, I've been beat once in a shotgun contest. And I mean that in all sincerity. That's not me pumping my tires. I legitimately don't think I've lost one single time. I've had some close ones, but I've made a lot of money off it even. Like when people were like, eh, you don't know what you're talking about. All right, well, let's see. I've, I've made, shit, I made uh, $50 off my boss this year. Uh, <laughs> some 19-year-old kid, or maybe he, was, <laughs> maybe he was 20, just got back from playing juniors in Washington or some shit like that was talking about how he could shotgun beers. I'm like, yeah, you don't know about shotgun and beers. He's like, well, what do you know about shotgun and beers? I was like, eh, trust me, kid. You don't know shit about shotgun and beers. And uh, boss overheard this. was like, all right, well, you guys want to have a contest? I said, I will put $50. I don't think he was thinking that there was about to be money laid, to be fair. But Let I alone $50 for a 19-year-old kid. That's a, yeah, well, that's a lot. Well, so the, the, the boss put up the money. He, he didn't have to put up the money. The boss put up the money. So, like, I wasn't going to... And actually, even if I had beat him and it was his 50, I would have taken it from him. But it was my boss who was putting put the money. So I was most certainly going to take more of his money. No problem. Um, yeah, I smoked him. It wasn't even close. I actually had time to probably open up another beer and start drinking it by the time he got done with his. That's well, the only thing I have. And it's the only, I will hold on to that for dear life because apparently I'm, I'm a, a, a liability in every other drinking situation. Which, like you say, is, is probably not the end of the world. I'm not uh, – actually, to that point, you know, another thing I'm not doing anymore along with, you know, heavy drinking in, in party-type situations because I'm fucking too old for it is uh, I don't lift heavy anymore. You know, when I go to the gym, I'm lifting for better health. I want to be stronger than I currently am. You know what I mean? Like that's – I'm still, you know, building strength and stuff, and that is one of my uh, things I'm looking at. But I'm not going in there and lifting heavy because I'm 32 – I'm married. Like I don't. I don't think my wife needs me to have huge biceps. So uh, I mean, if she said she needs me to have big biceps, I I might look into that a little bit more. But you know, like I'm lifting for my health. Yeah. I'm not lifting because I give a fuck about you know what dudes at the bar might think. You know what I mean? Like there was a time in my life when I walked into the bar, the first thing I did was like, you know, who could whoop my ass here? You know what I mean? Like I should not matter to me anymore. Well, actually. That's one of the reasons I don't go to the fucking bars. I'm tired of fucking 21-year-old kids bumping into me and me going, oh, dude, I will fucking sh- – I will rip your face off and not be able to do it because I have a job and I have a wife that I don't want to get fucking arrested and have to bail me out of jail for. <laughs> so <laughs> so when you talk about lifting, lifting for your health, is that like just like maintenance stuff that you're doing? Just like you're going for reps instead of for weight then? How many reps are uh, you doing? So like, I, I, you know, when I go to the gym now – I don't, I don't usually do a set of under like 12, you know, I'm not anything under 12 means it's 
it's heavy or heavier weight, you know, it's not heavyweight, but like anything under 12, I'm now struggling for the weight. I'm going for form. I'm going for, you know, um, I'm essentially like cardiovascular type lifting, right? I'm keeping my heart rate up. I'm, I'm doing high reps so that I'm burning calories and again, strengthening and stuff like that. But it's not strengthening in the way of like, you know, there was a time where, uh, what I'm using as like my maximum bench right now was my warm up. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when we were in school, you would spend multiple hours at the gym. Is that still the case now that you're getting a little bit older? Are uh, you kind of in and no, out? No. I, so like I say, you know, it's, well, especially when you're as out of shape as I am, uh, uh, like I can't, I don't even think I could sit, <laughs> sit in the gym for <laughs> longer than I'm doing. Uh, but you know, like, I go in there and I, I try to work, work my ass off, you know? So, excuse me, I'll do a setup. The fucking seltzer burps are disgusting. Oh, beer burp. Dude, that's how you know this shit's bad. When a beer burp is like preferential. Anyways, um, like, uh, I'll go in there and do, do sets of 20. Like I'll do like 20 or maybe 25, 20, 15, 12, 10, or 18, 12, 15, something like that. But like, I'm not, I'm not going in there to do sets of five where I'm specifically trying to chuck around big weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care about big weight anymore. I mean, there's, there's actually exercises I specifically used to, you know, really, uh, think was really important to my physique and health or whatever that I just flat out don't even do anymore. Cause I'm, I'm confident that I'm better off not doing them heavy or at all even than even doing them because I don't want to hurt myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I used to really like heavy deadlifts. I, I don't recall, but I, I'm pretty close to like my heaviest deadlift was close to 500 pounds. Like, and that was, you know, when I was really getting after it, I don't even deadlift like 125 pounds now. I just do them to do them. You know what I mean? I, I, I wanted to strengthen my lower back and my core. So that's why I'm doing those. But like, by no means am I going to put like serious weight on that because you know, shit, I'm a truck driver and a heavy equipment operator. I'm not going to risk hurting my fucking back or my knees or something because that could take money out of my pocket. Not to mention like, fuck, I don't need a bad back or a worse back. I should say. So do you still do cardio when you go to the gym or is it basically just lifting? Uh, so I, like I say, I, I do, um, weights in such a way that I've got my heart rate up for almost the entire time I'm there. You know what I mean? It's, it's much higher than my resting heart rate. So I don't really feel the need to do cardio. And, and the other thing is I'm actually like too out of shape for cardio. Like that's, that might sound ridiculous, <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm so out of shape that like the idea of, of like running right now sounds so terrible to me that like, it's a joke. You know what I mean? Like, I used to be able to run two miles under 12 minutes. You had to, to play on a couple of the soccer teams I played on. You had to be able to run. Dude, the idea of doing a mile in 12 minutes sounds disgusting to me. Uh, so, like, uh, that's pretty fucking out of the question. Oh, I don't mind the bike, but, like, especially, like, a stationary bike, like, at a gym, those are fucking boring as shit. Um, the elliptical, I don't mind too much, but, like, I have a weird pop in my knee, so uh, I can <laughs> Stay away from that as much as you can. <laughs> right. So, like, you know, um, there's not a lot of cardio that I'd be interested in. But, like, mostly, like I say, I, I, I do enough uh, 
uh, of when I'm in there with the weights, I'm chucking them around at a high rate. And, you know, that essentially is cardio the whole time I'm there. So not only my strength training, I'm also, you know, have a high heart rate may not be like breathing like you would with cardio, but I've got my heart rate up. I'm sweating hard, you know, I'm getting after it. So, uh, that's, that's the end of that, but fuck no on cardio. I, I, it, it sounds terrible just thinking about it. I mean, plus you have a limited amount of time that you can be in said gym. You know, you... No, no, no. I, you know, uh, right now, I, you know, when I'm sloping, excuse me, I had to have another drink of fucking piss water. Um, when I'm at home, I have all the time in the world. You know, once I get the kid to school, I ain't got shit to do unless Ashley wants me to go shopping or I need to go shopping or, you know, I have a chore that I need to attend to. I've got all the time of the day. Uh, so actually, I have plenty of time. In fact, that's what makes my current out of shapeness so embarrassing and uh, kind of like, dude, what the fuck? Because I have plenty of time. I don't have a really good excuse for being in the shape I'm in. Uh, it's just sort of apathy and uh old and shitty but you know not shitting the um the house i'm currently working my way back out of the hole fortunately for me i'm i'm pretty good about dieting like when i put my mind to it not to say like dieting like some fad diet i'm just talking about like not eating bullshit it's not hard for me like today i'll put i'll give you an example today because i don't care because i have currently in shit shape and uh I'm getting ready to go back to the gym full time at work and at home. I had two corn dogs for breakfast. Who the fuck does that? That is, <laughs> that's what you do after your fucking college. Oh but, man! <laughs> wow. But having said that, like, it's very easy for me to eat, you know, four egg whites and you know, no toast, no butter, no bullshit. It's very easy for me to do that too. It's it's sort of just like you know whatever. Whatever I feel like uh, doing is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Like if I put my mind to the thing, I'll do it. Yeah, it's and when you know, like, hey, <clears throat> these foods are probably not as good for me as these other foods. You are going to lean towards the better foods because you have the choice. You can afford them. You will feel better. All those things go into it. Go into that decision instead of just like, oh. I'm going to order a pizza because I fucking can and they will bring it to me. You know, it's, it's that well, kind of stuff. And knowledge too. I mean, it's, it would certainly sound like a joke, but I mean, I, I specifically remember uh, me and you one time uh, going to cars, which is a uh, grocery store here in Alaska for those who don't know. And uh, we were walking past the deli area and we saw some fried chicken. You were like, Hey, what should I, I was like, well, we should stay away from the fried stuff, but it is chicken, so it's healthy. Fuck, I have. <laughs> That's I, I, I now know. I don't remember that happening, but that that well, probably happened. Yeah, 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 no, it certainly did. I, I mean, whether you were sober at the time, I do remember that kind of shit. Uh, you know, like it is true that you know if something's high protein, you're not worried about fat. You know, even fried foods aren't aren't the worst thing for you if you're not worried about fat. I mean, you've got to be uh, getting it in the gym and. Uh, be on a very high protein diet uh, that allows for a lot of fat for that to be a uh, healthy choice or even a remotely like healthy choice. However, I mean, you know, just, just learning 
and and actually you know it's really strange too and like thing that i would never have thought at 19 i would like to spend time doing researching about health like actual health not like fucking online bullshit like oh you should try this it's fucking great but like actually like researching stuff for my health and like learning about how i could be a better me is actually turned out to be a fun thing for me you know like i actually enjoy like oh wow you know um instead of doing 45 minutes of cardio for what I want to do, high intensity interval training might be better and learning what that is, you know, like shit like that. I, I, I found that, uh, in my older age, um, is interesting, which like I say, spending time to read bullshit about health is not a thing I did at 20. Well, just trying to be smarter about what you're doing and, and the actions that you're doing and how that's, once again, how that's affecting your body, how that's affecting your mood and, and your overall health. You know, you you want to spend time doing that instead of just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. I'll just go do whatever. You know, then you don't know what's actually taking place inside your body. But to have that knowledge to know how your body's working, that's invaluable, man. And I think there are a lot of people our age who still don't know about that stuff and, and don't take the time to put in, put in the time to, to learn that stuff. You know, uh, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think it's criminal what is left in and, uh, left out in high school educations. I mean, everybody had to do some amount of PE for sure. I mean, that's, that's fair, but like, uh, I, I don't actually remember one time in my entire life, Somebody saying, hey, man, you guys really need to know about how you eat because this shit is going to dictate how your adult life is going to go. You well, know, it's the like, pyramid, not- right? It was the food pyramid, which turns out is a bunch of bullshit, right? Like, at least from what I remember, they had a whole bunch of, like, carbs and grains at the top, and then there's some sugar built in there, like – so so it was it was sugar at the top, meat below that, carbs, then you know fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables would be the thing you would eat the most of. Then carbs. Then, well, and you know, uh, w- what is true about carbs? Uh, not that this is something you want to dwell about, but you know, like your body does run on that shit. Whether it's you know stored carbs as in fat or or the shit you're putting in your body. I mean, there's a reason that runners, skiers, Olympic athletes carb up. It's because you need for especially high impact uh, type stuff you need that to burn energy but like for your average citizen you don't need to touch bread once in a day you know like yeah you you more than welcome to touch bread if that's something you want to do but you certainly don't fucking need to right yeah i i think just the whole education aspect of it like people used to say oh fat is so bad and a little bit of sugar is okay and all this stuff well you know, you, you find out real quick that sugar and carbs and gluten do quite a bit of harm. But that, I think that's a that's a topic for a whole other podcast. I think we're getting kind of into the weeds here. <laughs> but let's kind of let's kind of circle back. This is this is the first episode of the Domesticated Dude podcast read. And I can't think of anybody else who I would rather have on the first inaugural journey with me than you, because just the bullshit that we've been through and just the, just the stuff that we've learned and how we've grown over the last few years. But is there, is there anything that 
else that kind of comes to your mind that we should we should talk about tonight about what it means to be a domesticator, maybe setting the tone for what people can expect to hear on this podcast? Well, I think uh, what, a, what a person ought to expect to hear out of this uh, group of fools and thieves, whether it be myself or your other friends, by the way, speaking of which, of your other friends, God, one of my favorite uh, memories from Logan's wedding was uh, Logan's now father-in-law stood up and was talking about what a good young man, how proud he was that Sarah was met a man like um, Logan, and that he fact for fact knew what a good Logan uh, man Logan might be because of the friends he kept. And to this day, I think that's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. And I, <laughs> I, I try, I tried as hard as I could not to fucking laugh. When he said that, but as, as we all know, that failed. But uh, suffice to say, you know, like, uh, I think you should, uh, your viewers should expect uh, lots of insight because I'm actually the knuckling fucking fool of the, of the group. Uh, whereas a lot of these other guys, uh, um, you know, have, have walked different paths to their relationships. I sort of lucked into, you know, everything that's ever happened to me, good or bad, um, I've lucked into my friends, my family, my my wife, my kid, my you know whatever. My most of my jobs, you know, it's not um, me selling myself. It's you know at the right time somebody was looking and oh shit, this guy needs a job and I guess he's got enough experience. Let's give him a shot. Oh shit, he's not bad. You know, I've gotten pretty lucky. Well, a lot of the guys who uh, I'll be coming on here have worked for where they are, and uh, I mean I try to sell myself short, but like. It wasn't a joke that uh, I was ashamed of who I was at the drinking table. Like, <laughs> I, I had high expectations for myself that I couldn't couldn't meet uh, a standard, if you will. And uh, yeah, man, I think uh, I think no, I'm I'm pretty well set. However, uh, we were uh, sort of wondering about whether or not I was going to be in trouble with Ashley. Turns out she walked out after her nap before work and. Uh, look on her face when she saw me talking on the phone was not of one where I may be forgiven. So I'm pretty sure as, <laughs> as was expected, <laughs> as what was expected. I fucking shit the house real big and uh, have to clean my mess up for well, lack of better words. I better let you get to that brother. Um, I appreciate it. I just want to thank you for being on here with me and spending some time with me and, and our listeners. And I know this is first of many conversations that we're going to have. And, you know, that's the, that's the cool thing about this. We're never going to run out of content. We're never going to run out of things that are relatable for our listeners. I think, you know, no matter where you're at in your life, you can take something away from one of these episodes, whether that's how not to talk to your wife or, you know, <laughs> what drinks you should be staying away from, whatever it is. I think there's still something out there that you can, you can grab from this and, and really um, use in your life. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.